From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to the celebration of this daily televised Mass. I am Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from three donors. The first are Elizabeth Joseph and Sherry-Anne London from Ajax, Ontario, for the deceased members of the James, Celestine, and London families, and for all those who have died from COVID-19 and in thanksgiving for blessings received. <clears throat> the second is an anonymous donor from West Perth, Ontario, for the deceased family members in thanksgiving for blessings received and for all those who are hungry and homeless. The third is the Sousa family from Markham, Ontario, in thanksgiving for blessings received for the healing of the family and the return of the family members to the church. Our thanks go out to the sponsors of this Mass. And as we begin this Eucharist now, we ask the Lord, the God of mercy and compassion, to forgive us so that we can celebrate this Eucharist more worthily. Lord Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the light to all the nations. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you came to proclaim the kingdom of God. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Beloved, Recall those earlier days when, after you had been enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to abuse and persecution, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion for those who were in prison, and you cheerfully accepted the plundering of your possessions, knowing that you yourselves possessed something better and more lasting. Do not, therefore, abandon that confidence of yours. It brings a great reward. For you need endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet, in a very little while, the one who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith, My soul takes no pleasure in anyone who shrinks back. But we are not among those who shrink back and so are lost, but among those who have faith and so are saved. The word of the Lord.
with you a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark Jesus told the parable the people a parable the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow without the sower knowing how The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain head, grain in the head. And when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. 
He also said, what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have two parables in our Gospel today, and both have to deal with the seed. But both have different messages. And it's most likely that Jesus spoke these parables at, other, at different places, and Mark put them together because they are connected with the word seed. Jesus would always speak to people in parables in order to help them to remember the lesson that he was trying to bring out to them. And it is a very good technique that you and I can still use today, and teachers use it in plenty. You tell a story so that they can latch onto it and get the lesson. And Jesus would always use parables about things that he himself could see right in front of them, or which the people themselves had experienced. But it was very important afterwards to explain the parable to the people, because the parable, like a pun, has to be explained. Otherwise, it could be misunderstood. It could cause confusion. It could cause misdirection. I remember writing to one of my friends in Scotland, I hear that shortbread is not there any longer. And she wrote back to me, says, shortbread is a part of our Scottish heritage and we will always grow it. And I said, it was a pun on shortbread and longer. And she says, oh. And so parables like puns have to be explained at times in order that the lessons might be brought forth. And the first parable is the story of, a pa of the farmer going out to sow a seed. And for me, that became so evident because way back in 1986 to 89, I was a parish priest in Chepstow Cargill in the Grey Bruce Peninsula. And every spring, the farmer would go out. But before he went out, the whole family would gather together to collect stones and rocks that were in the fields. How they grew up every year, I don't know. But once the rocks and stones were gathered, then he would plow the field, then he would plant the seed. And he was so used to crops growing, but I would go and stand in front of the field and be full of awe and wonder. The seed would be put in the ground, it would burst forth, it would produce a little stalk, and you'd suddenly see the whole field becoming green. And I'd just absolutely be amazed. And then the second lesson from this story was the farmer himself, without knowing, he'd, as the mark would say, he sleeps and he rises night and day, and the seed grows without him doing absolutely anything. And I found that the farmers had a great sense of trust in God. 
They needed the weather. They needed the rain for the crop. But finally, it was God that gave them growth. The same God that put birds in the sky and fishes in the water and animals on the land would even take care of vegetation, flowers, and crops. And we should be good stewards of this creation that God has given to us. And that is exactly what the Word of God is like. It was planted in our minds by our parents and godparents and grandparents, by teachers, by priests, by nuns, and it has grown. The same parish that I was in, Chepstow and Cargill, as I said 40 years ago, produced so many sisters and brothers. They were the crop, and yet they were also very stable families that would support these priests and sisters and nuns. Two of the boys that I've taught, one is Father uh, Walter, who is now a priest in the Hamilton Diocese, and Father Zettel, who is working in Rome. They were little boys when I was teaching them. And this is the crop and the fruit and the harvest that we get. Which brings us to the second parable, the parable of the mustard seed, small in itself. And from that small seed, you get the largest and the greatest of shrubs, as Mark tells us. It goes against everything that we believe in our world today. The bigger, the better, we say. And it reminds us of the canticle of Mary, the Magnificat. He has cast the mighty from their thrones and he has raised up the lowly. He has sent the rich away empty, and he has fed the hungry. It gives great hope for the, all of us who consider ourselves nerds, second string, overlooked, never always taken for granted. It is precisely these that the Lord takes care of. And the scribes and the Pharisees could not understand that. Jesus showed that. He would eat with the tax collectors and the sinners, the prostitutes and people that were discarded in our society. And so it gives us great hope. And the second lesson and the second, uh, from the second parable we get is that it was the largest of shrubs with branches where all the birds could come. It was not just the cardinals and the robins that could stay there and the blue jays and the sparrows. No, nah, there's no place for you all the birds of the air. It was a sense that the kingdom of God is for everybody. And sometimes that is very difficult for us to take. We like to keep things limited. We like to build a moat around and keep the undesirables away. It challenges me to be open to everybody in our church, not to exclude anybody, either from the church or from the altar rails or from the sacraments but rather to be open. It is important that we keep the rules, but Jesus always stressed mercy. And that is what our parables tell us. Our parables ask us, our parables challenge us to be open with our eyes, with our ears, but most importantly, with our hearts. God bless you all. Would you join me now as we pray together? For all those of our televised mass community who have written in asking for prayers, that they may have peace, comfort, and joy in this new, world, new year, 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our sponsors who have asked us to pray for them, who have been generous enough to sponsor this Mass for the healing of families, for the return of family members back to the faith, for those who have suffered from COVID-19, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the hungry and the homeless during our winter, for those that are neglected by our society, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase of vocations to priestly and religious life, for our blessings on married families, and for single people within our faith community, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Loving and gracious God, we bring all these prayers to you. You have answered them in the past, and we hope and we know that you will answer them in the future through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O God, who in this season gave your church the grace to imitate devoutly the Blessed Virgin Mary in contemplating the passion of Christ, grant, we pray, that through her intercession we may cling more firmly each day to the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you, Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and all the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Who comes? 
are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. <coughs> In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. <clears throat> the mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And yours. Peace be with you. <clears throat> of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. For those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and the precious blood of your Son, we ask your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be a sure pledge of our redemption. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go now in the peace of Christ to love and serve the Lord and one another. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.
sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rise.